Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Today we're going to talk about some holiday foods and social functions. Um, it's not going to be a very long episode, but it it is going to have a lot of information that is going to help anybody during the holiday seasons or during social functioning seasons uh, or moments or situations where you are being offered food or drinks that either you cannot consume or would rather not consume and you also don't want to share that piece of information with that person in particular or with an entire room of people. Uh, Oftentimes you have, you know, like a Thanksgiving party with your family. You might have a Friendsgiving party beforehand. Um, You might have a work uh, holiday party. You might have a Christmas party or Hanukkah party um, or whatever else thing that you celebrate or don't celebrate. But basically just um, a lot of things that are based around food and consumption of food or beverages, um, it really gets difficult uh, to continuously try and have this conversation with friends and family members. Um, I'm I'm dealing with it a little bit now, uh, but uh, I need to kind of explain uh, an aspect of uh, myself and my family. Uh, I'm uh, originally from Iran. I was born in Tehran, uh, so I'm uh, Middle Eastern, and uh, we have a tendency to be very, um, uh, very inviting and very polite and very giving with food. We offer a lot of food and drinks. It's kind of like the very first thing you say when you walk in someone walks into your home, the first question you ask them after, hi, how are you, is what can I get you to drink or what can I get you to eat? And because culturally, we have also a tendency um, to say no when we mean yes, uh, which is a whole other thing. I don't, I don't want to get into it because it's, it's not applicable to most people. But there's a thing in, uh, in Persian culture specifically called tarof, which is uh, basically when somebody comes to you and says, would you like to eat something or can I, can I get you something to eat? And you would, you're very hungry, but to be polite, you say no in case they were being polite. So you're betting on the fact that they were being polite. So you just say no. And then they can decide whether they want to push back a second time and say, come on, come on, I insist. And then you still have to bet against that and say, nope, uh, no, I'm fine. Thank you. And then the third time they go, I please, I'm going to be offended if you don't eat my food. 
then you can finally acquiesce and say, okay, fine. So it has to be like three times. Now, some people tar off um, on the receiving end. Some people tar off on the giving end. Some people don't tar off at all. So if you say, I'm not thirsty, they're not going to offer you a second uh, or a third time. Um, and some people uh, will get upset if you ask them multiple times. Uh, different cultures are, are obviously different. Some cultures are like offended if you don't accept the thing. If, if, if they say, would you like to eat this? And you say, no, thank you. They're like, what, my food's not good enough for you? And then um, that's just what happens. That's their culture. Uh, so my culture is very no-centric. No first, no second, sometimes no third. Um, so no is a, is a very uh, easy word for me, but there's also a lot of pressure to eat or drink the thing that they want you to do that. Um, so I, there's a lot of tricks that I've learned over the years uh, before the surgery, before any of this stuff of just kind of keeping people away and kind of moving away from that conversation. Um, I'm going to share those tips and tricks with you today in this episode. Um, uh, I just wanted to start by saying this, this, uh, this specific episode wasn't planned. Um, but today my wife and I went to, uh, we're, it's Valentine's day and we went to a glass blowing, uh, bowl creation party thing. Um, and, uh, we were wearing masks the whole time. There was only six people there. Everybody was wearing masks. Everybody was socially distant. It was great. We made our stuff. But after when it was all over, the the lady that was teaching the class um, offered us chocolates and I can't have chocolate because I will dump and uh, my wife can't have chocolate currently because she's on Whole30. So instead, uh, she was like, would you like a chocolate? And instead of like coming up with some excuse or saying all this shit, I was like, no, thank you. I'm fine. She said, okay. And then she offered my wife. She said, no, thank you. She said, fine. And then uh, at the end of the class, she offered us dum-dums. Dum-dums are like these tiny little lollipops you usually get at the, like a little store or whatever. They're tiny. They're like the size of your thumbnail. And she offered me these, a dumb, would you like a dum-dum? And I said, uh, no, thank you. And then she said, fine. And she didn't offer it to me again. That is the best way, the best possible scenario that this could go. If someone asks you a question for a food or a drink, you say, no, thank you. They leave that alone. They ask you a second time, you say, no, thank you. They leave everything else alone. Um, now, I was, I've been on diets before and like uh, trying to keep below 30 grams of carbs. So when I was on that diet specifically, when I would go visit my grandparents, my grandfather has a tendency to constantly offer you more and more things. Would you like a fruit? Uh, would you like dried fruit? Would you like nuts? Would you like some seeds? Would you like bread? I can make you a sandwich. Would you, you know, and it's this, this cultural feeling of wanting to be, um, wanting to be a gracious host, wanting to make sure everybody is comfortable, wanting to make sure wanting to make sure that nobody is left uh, thirsty or hungry or when they leave your house feeling unfulfilled uh, physically uh, and emotionally, of course, but mostly uh, food and drink wise. So um, I had to have a conversation with him and tell him, listen, uh, this, your house is basically my house. I feel so comfortable here. And we lived here for a little bit when I was younger. I feel very comfortable if I'm ever hungry or want anything. I promise you I will get up and go get it myself. 
But if I don't or I can't, then I won't and it's not that big of a deal. So everything is fine. Please don't worry about it. Please don't uh, keep asking me these questions because I need to just kind of uh, kind of do my own thing and eat my own food and I'm on a very specific diet and I can't have all these other things. And he was like, fine. And still he would slip a couple times, but I mean, come on, it's old habits. Um, but though that conversation is easy to have because it's a one-on-one conversation. It's me having a conversation with my grandfather. The rest of my family knew about my diet. It wasn't that big of a deal. Now, if we had gone to a party and there was a, a group of people at this party and then someone walks over with a plate of whatever and they're like, hey, we want you to try this. Have you tried this? And you're like, no, I can't. And then there's like 10 eyes on you, uh, five sets of eyes on you that are looking at you going, hey, you know, is he going to eat it? Why isn't he going to eat it? What's going on or whatever? Then it becomes an issue that you don't necessarily want to stop the party and tell everybody. So I had this surgery and I actually can't have sugar or carbs too much because if I do, I get dumping syndrome and dumping syndrome is either I shit myself for three hours or I vomit for five um, or it's four hours of both. So, you know, little give and take. Um, but basically, I if I eat this, I might end up uh, in the bathroom for at least three to four hours and I don't want to do that to myself and I really just need to be left alone about this food and just let me eat the food I want to eat. Um, that doesn't usually go over well. Uh, so I I thought of a few different versions of saying things uh, that would work. Uh, so here we go. Um, so I had, a, I had a friend of mine who was, at a, who was at a party and they were offering her baked beans. Now, baked beans have a lot of sugar in them. Um, and she tried a few different ways to get them to leave her alone. They were like, would you like to try these baked beans? She's like, oh, no, I'm good. Thanks. No, you got to try these. These are like my grandmother's recipe. She's like, oh, you know what? Um, I I can't uh, I can't have them. That's too much sugar. No, no, no. Just a spoonful. Just try three of them. Just try a half a spoon. It's not going to kill you. I promise. And they kept pestering her and pestering her. And then finally she was like, okay, fine. And she had a spoon and then she got sick and she went to the bathroom and she vomited and, uh, out came the beans. And then she was fine after that. Everything was fine. She was lucky. She didn't have like a three hour session, but, uh, it did do the thing that she, that we all don't want to happen. So here are some responses you can give. Um, I have blood work tomorrow and I can't have that. Uh, You know, if something has high sugar or a lot of carbs, you know, I have blood work tomorrow. I don't want my sugar to spike. So uh, I'm trying to have low sugar right now. Or I'm taking an allergy test. Uh, They tested me last week and they're going to test me again this week. uh, And um, I I don't want to mix the foods that I'm already cleared to eat with new foods. So once I'm cleared for baked beans, I will have them. And then just deal with the fact that you have to skirt that person's baked beans again. But I mean, you know, whatever. Um, You could try this, the age-old favorite, I ate before I came. Uh, Now, you might be eating a little bit of something while you're there, like a dip or something that's safe or vegetables. Um, but if they're asking you to eat like, you know, a lot of food or, or something specific that you think might cause you to dump or cake even maybe, uh, yeah, I ate before I came or I, or I have dessert at home 
or I've really been looking forward to having this one thing and I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be good is a very good response because it implies that I understand this is a decadent thing that you're trying to get me to eat and I want to be, you know, naughty, but instead I'm going to try to be good and I need you to co-sign my trying to be good by allowing that to happen. And that's that's a thing that most people want to help you with. Um, so that usually helps uh, and usually works. Um, I I ate already. I ate already and I'm stuffed. Like I I ate while you weren't looking. I ate all the stuff in the in uh, at this place. I ate that. I ate it and I loved it. Uh, that might backfire on you if someone's like this. They just brought this in right now, um, or if it looks untouched or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I ate already and I'm stuffed. That that might be able to get you out of it. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, so with the, another one that we do uh, 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 sometimes at Persian parties, we, uh, as in certain members of my family, they don't want to keep being pestered about trying food. There's a really weird, really weird dichotomy with um, being told that you need to eat, 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 and then also being told to your face that you've gained so much weight and or people talking behind your back about how much weight you've gained. Um, it's a very, very strange and very toxic styled environment in our culture. Um, it's not a familial thing. It's a, it's a cultural thing where people are just nosy and want to talk shit. Um, so it's a, it's a very strange incident for someone to tell you, you, you got to eat this, you got to eat this and then, and then go, ah, man, he's so fat. Look at how much weight that dude gained. So usually at a party, if I don't want to eat, and I, I've done this for years because, you know, you go to a party, you just ate something, you go to a party, you're not sure what the food's going to be anyway. You get there and they have, you know, great food or whatever. So what I would do is I grab a small plate and then I take a little bit of the dips, and a little bit of the, you know, yogurt, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And you just kind of smear it on your plate and you put a couple like half eaten carrots on, on the side of your plate or a little you know, piece of cucumber or something. Um, and then like a one piece of turkey, like a small slice of turkey or something. And you put all that on your plate and it looks like, you know, you kind of ate and you, you might still be digging into it. You might not be, who knows? Um, so you kind of just walk around with that plate. Then nobody bothers you anymore. Cause now you have this plate that has food on it. Obviously you're eating, obviously you're getting into it. And if they go, Oh, you got to try this thing. You're like, yeah, as soon as I finish this, I'm going to get right on that. Um, there's no rush to that. Um, so that was a, that was something that really, um, really jumped out to me. Um, because of that lady offering chocolates and lollipops, because of that lady offering chocolates and lollipops today, uh, it really kind of reminded me of family parties and incidents where you just have to set a boundary or a parameter for yourself not only for the food that you're going to consume at this party but also the time you're going to spend at that party mainly because if you don't have the time spent at the party set, you're going to spend too much time there. And then that's, that's a bad formula 
because the more time you spend, the more food you could potentially eat. And if it's if it's anything of a temptation for you, then it's no good, right? Then you're in trouble. Uh, there's an old, old saying. They used to say in the 50s, a minute on the lips is a lifetime on the hips. So this was like a way to get people to stop eating food is that, you know, you taste it for only one minute, but it stays on your hips for a lifetime. Now, I disagree with this wholeheartedly because you don't taste it for a minute. You taste it for about 10 seconds. And also, wider hips are hot. So um, go fuck yourself, whoever said that quote. Now, I wrote a new one called Sugary Lump Equals All Night Dump. So when it comes to dumping syndrome, it's something that is so scary. Hold on. When it comes to dumping syndrome, it's something that is so scary and so dangerous and so um, violent uh, that it could definitely cause some major issues for you. Um, And it could cause some anxiety just thinking about potentially having dumping syndrome or getting it because of a poor choice that you made. So again, if you want to set boundaries and parameters for yourself for food and time at a party or an event, eat before you go is usually a a great one. Uh, Smear the food on your plate. Um, Change the subject. Uh, People... uh, really are like very easily distracted, right? So if you can talk to somebody and then they're saying to you, oh, you know, I I really want you to try this cheesecake. You know, it's my grandmother's recipe. I make it without gluten crust. I I do graham crackers and I put it in an emulsifier and I dust it up and then I, I have to wear a mask because I'm actually... Uh, gluten intolerant, but I have to make this graham crack, like all this stuff. And you're having this conversation with that person. And then you're like, they're like, we really want you to try it. It's amazing. And you can't say gluten free. And they're like, oh, we made it sugar free, gluten free, vegan, kosher, you know, X, Y, and Z factors. It's amazing. And you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can or can't or should or shouldn't or whatever. And you don't want to go down a list of allergies. Oh, you know, I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, I don't know, I I might be uh, graham cracker intolerant, um, you know, all this other shit. So instead, you, you can just change this. Oh, you know, that cheesecake is cool. Have you ever been to Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, my favorite is the the Adam's peanut butter cheesecake. Have you had that? That's amazing. What's what what other desserts do you know how to make? That's a really that's one of my favorites. What else do you know how to make? And then not only are you changing the subject, I mean, still talking relatively about the thing that that they're trying to shove down your throat for no good reason, but when you change the subject to them, people love to talk about themselves. I mean, what the fuck do you think this podcast is about? This podcast is mainly to help other people, but mostly it helps me get my ideas out there so that I love talking about myself and I love hearing my own voice. It's a great voice. So you're welcome, me. Thanks, me. You're welcome. All right, moving on. So change the subject. Talk about them. 
hey, how's your how's your kid doing? How's your husband? How's your wife? How's your spouse? How's your uh, neighbor? Where do you work now? What's going on with that? What's the deal with the thing? Or, you know, thank you very much. Take the cheesecake from them, put it in front of you, hold it to your side, and then continue the conversation with them. You know, people don't ask the right questions. I used to always say, when people asked me when I was fatter, do you, uh, are you happy in your skin? Are you happy at this weight? Even if I'm not happy at this weight or I'm not happy in this skin, I am 100% going to tell you I am because I feel offended and defensive. So instead, the question isn't to ask someone, are you comfortable in your skin? Are you happy? Are you? Do you feel healthy? This is the question you ask a fat person if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty. If you could snap your fingers and lose 10 pounds, how many times would you snap your fingers? Now, that doesn't even leave the implication of would you snap your fingers. It's how many times. And I'm telling you, I would sound like a fucking Latin Calypso band. I would be like... Double steps. I would do everything I could to lose 10 pounds over and over and over again because of course I want to lose the weight, but there's a couple things I didn't want to deal with. I didn't want to deal with the fact as to why I had gained the weight and I definitely didn't want to deal with the physical aspect of having to lose all that weight that I had gained. So snapping your finger and losing 10 pounds, much easier right? So you have to ask the right question. Someone can't hand you a cheesecake and then you go, hey, so your hairstylist, um, are they less expensive or more expensive because your hair looks great and I need a hairstylist myself? That is non sequitur. What the fuck are you even talking about? That doesn't mean, give me the cheesecake back. You're ridiculous. But someone hands you a cheesecake, you start asking about cheesecake, you start asking about dessert, you start talking to them about their baking skills or cooking skills or whatever the hell. They are way more willing to have a conversation with you and talk to you about it. And at the end of it, you're like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And you move on. They don't need to know everything that's going on in your life all the time. And that's my opinion. That's how I feel. And I don't share everything with everyone. I share my struggles with a few people that can understand what I'm going through. And the rest of the people, when they ask me, how are you doing? I go, fine. I said two of my friends today, I was hanging out, uh, my or yesterday, sorry, my wife and I were driving around and I bumped into two of my friends and they're like, hey, how's it going with the weight loss? How are you feeling? And I said, for the first time in my life, I answered this way. I said, I'm hungry, but like all the time. And here's the thing. I'm hungry a lot of the time. I'm not, I'm not hungry all the time. That would be ridiculous. But they understood what I meant. It's not like, oh, this is the easiest thing in the whole wide world. I'm, this, is, this is like, uh, it's floating in a pool. This is the simplest thing. This is like, oh man, this is like walking three steps and ha- having someone tell you it was a marathon. It's amazing. It's not amazing. It's fucking hard work. It's hard ass work. It's scheduling. It's planning. It's trying foods. It's It's feeling sick. It's, uh, it's painful. It's 
tedious, it's monotonous, it's food planning, food prepping, running out of shit that you like, picking the wrong, wrong, picking the wrong fucking honeydew melon from the uh, supermarket and then cutting it up and having it tasteless, completely tasteless and longing for grapefruit. It's, it's a difficult thing which is why it is so insanely offensive when someone says to someone in the gastric uh, um, surgery, the bariatric surgery uh, community, that, oh, you picked the easy way out. This is not the easy way out. This is a very, very difficult thing to do. And it's a thing that we're all struggling with every single day. So, you know, people need to recognize that but i also understand that not everybody gives a shit about what's going on in my life so if someone's offering me cheesecake i don't want to stop my life and stop their life and have a sit down chit chat hey buddy listen i gotta tell you i had the surgery this many weeks ago and i'm down this much weight and i can't have that because if i do i'll vomit or shit all over Bro, just say no. It's fine. It's You don't need to go into all the details of your inner workings. I don't need to know all that shit. Like, yeah, of course. Of course that makes sense. But it's something that for me, I need to ensure for my own mental health that that person understands where I'm coming from to a degree so that the next time they want to ask me a question about cheesecake, they're going to think twice about it. So for me, I'm going to change the subject. I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to smear the food on my plate. I'm going to eat before I go to the party. I'm going to have a couple excuses ready. Blood work tomorrow. Allergy test. I ate already and I'm stuffed. And I'm going to do it everything in moderation. I'm going to have a spoonful of whatever foods I want. You know, if it's Thanksgiving, like that's a tough one. Valentine's Day, it's a tough one. Christmas, holidays, they're all, these are all very tough instances and places where you're going to be offered a lot of food but if you if you just have a spoonful of turkey a spoonful of mashed potatoes a spoonful of gravy a spoonful of this spoonful of stuffing maybe not stuffing but green beans whatever and you have all that you're going to be full 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 and you're going to be happy and everyone's going to go oh he ate everything or she ate everything and that's fine and that's the whole point But the biggest thing is to not be adventurous at a party. So if you're going to a party and you know, like right now, I know for sure I can have white meat. I can have potatoes, but mashed um, or cubed and, uh, and, you know, boiled or steamed. Um, But I don't know if I can have French fries. I haven't had a French fry in uh, like three months. So I don't want to risk a French fry on the whim or idea that I should it's basically mashed potatoes covered in like thicker skin who gives a shit I could probably have like a quarter cup of that your stomach might not be able to break that down the way it breaks down mashed potatoes so I need to not be adventurous if I want to have fries I gotta try first of all I don't want to have fries because if I open that Pandora's box like All hell's breaking loose. But if I was going to have fries, I would have two French fries. And then I'd wait. 
And then I'd wait a couple, I'd wait 30 minutes to see if anything bad happened. And if it didn't, then that would be the experiment for that day. And then two days later, I'd get like a Chris cut fry and I'd have that. And then I'd wait 30 minutes and see if anything happened. And then if it didn't, then I would go and go and see what my limitation is. When do I feel full? When does my sternum hurt? When does my stomach hurt? When do I start sneezing or uh, having the hiccups? These are all uh, indicators or or signals to me that my, my body is full, my stomach is full. So I go, okay, so I can have like three crisp cut fries. Okay, I can have this much meat. I can have, you know, this much, uh, this many vegetables, this many this, this many that. And then I go to a party for the holidays and there's all these foods and I go, okay, I know for sure I can handle these things. And then, the, you know, a couple little things I can put on my plate. And then it, uh, then I look normal, for lack of a better term. My plate looks normal. I look normal. No one suspects anything. And then you can then you can actually enjoy yourself and eat and talk. No one ever questions the person who's talking. Oh, he's talking so much. He's not eating. No, it's the quiet guy that's not eating. That's just t- pounding his mashed potatoes with a spoon. And you're like, what's going on with Frank? Why isn't he eating anything? Is he okay? He does look skinnier now. But if Frank's talking and telling stories and engaging and talking to people and then having food on the side, no one's questioning, oh, that's just Frank. So you keep talking, you talk about other people, you're changing subjects, you're smearing food, you're eating before you go, you have a couple excuses in the in the tank, you have a spoonful of whatever, you be moderate, that's the key, you don't be adventurous, you taste the food before... Or you take a small amount and you wait 30 minutes and see how your stomach is going to deal with it. And the biggest takeaway, I think, for me is that even though not everyone needs to know everything that you're going through, they do need a little bit of information in order to respond to you accordingly. And so if you don't provide that for them, they are going to make up their own minds and they're going to make their own decisions. So it is definitely more advantageous. It would behoove you, if you will, and I think I know you will, to tell people a little something. Oh, I'm full. Oh, you know what? My stomach's really shrunk lately. Oh, I. and if you don't want to lie, you don't have to lie. Just say some shit that kind of sounds like what's going on with you, but isn't exactly what's going on with you. You don't have to say I had surgery, but you also don't have to say I didn't have surgery and you can't prove I had surgery. You can just say some shit that sounds like the truth. That is probably the truth. You just are saying it in a different light. Oh, you know what? My stomach's a lot smaller now, so I'm not. Uh, I'm actually not eating as much as I used to. So I'm. I'm like full with a lot less. That's a hundred percent true. Also, a thing that happens to other people that don't have the surgery, so it's not suspicious at all. Also, most people are not trying to uncover the mystery of why Susan's not having turkey. Like, that's another thing that we do where we just put so much importance on our own lives and our own heads of, you know, this is a thing that, you know, if I, if I don't do this, then they're going to think that, or if I, if I, if I say this, it's one thing if, if someone asks you a question and you just say, no, I'm good. Thanks. And then they leave you the fuck alone. It's different if they keep pestering you, then you got to give them something, but just try the no approach first. No, thank you. I'm fine. Hey, do you want to try this casserole? No, thanks. I'm fine. What's the matter? You don't like casserole? No, I just, you know, my stomach's a lot smaller now and I I just, uh, I get full a lot quicker and I'm full now. 
So maybe maybe next time. Maybe I could take some home with me if, you, if there's any left over. It looks really good. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Who made the casserole? I want to I want to tell him how good it looks. Oh, Julie made. It. Oh, let me go talk to Julie then. And just like that, it's not an issue anymore. It's not a problem. You're not you're not upsetting anybody. You're gonna compliment Julie. Maybe ask for the uh, ask for the um, recipe. That's it. It's all done. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Okay. All right. I don't know why this seems so aggressive. I just. It's one of those things that I feel like we put more pressure on ourselves in these situations of like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I don't want to say this other thing. And I don't want to tell them everything. Well, you know what? You can just tell them the truth in a way that feels normal. I don't know. Does that make sense? Anyway, that's the, that's this episode, uh, holiday food and social functions. I hope this was helpful. I hope this helped you in any way at all possible. Um, and if it didn't, there's always another episode. I believe next week's episode is weight loss and exercises. So maybe, uh, stick around for that one. All right. Uh, I will talk to you all later. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. 